and welcome to the Heat Check Podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Heat Podcast. I'm David Wilson, and I am joined, as always, on the other line by Anthony Chang, our Heat beat writer here at the Herald. Anthony, you making money? I'm still in Vegas. I'll say that. Yeah. Uh, seems like I have a residency here. It's just incredible. My eighth day. Yeah, you're doing. Uh, you're, you're performing after Bruno Mars or whatever. Yeah, it's. Uh, it feels like I'm, it feels like my new home now. Been here yeah, for so long. Come in and watch you type up a story. Not interesting, but yeah, <laughs> if you want to pay me to do that, I'll do it for sure. Uh, Anthony is in Vegas, uh, finally coming home. I guess the day most of you guys are listening to this, uh, yeah. a week is too long in Vegas, as anyone who's been to Vegas probably knows. Um, we'll talk some summer league in the second half of the episode, although it's been a pretty uneventful summer league, honestly, across the whole league, other than I've been, I love watching Chet, um. But across the whole league, it's been a pretty boring yeah. summer league, especially for the Heat, kind of a uneventful, um, other than you know, a handful of Jovic moments here and there. Um, but the biggest, the bigger news, I, I guess, this week, it's not even really news, because I think we, we all kind of expected that this was the case. The biggest piece of news, I would say, in the NBA this week is uh, word, I think it was Woj who reported it uh, on... Tuesday that the Jazz are finally listening to offers on Donovan Mitchell. I kind of have to think they probably were always listening, right? It's irresponsible not to listen. But it's the most clear indication that I think, like both of us expected, that eventually Donovan Mitchell is, uh, if not going to be shopped, at least, or if not going to be traded, at least going to aggressively be shopped. And, um, I mean, as you, you tweeted right after that news broke, like, that is what the Heat has been preparing for, basically. That is why... They handled the offseason and, and uh, the contract situations the way they did. It was, was to avoid that um, hard cap and, and keep that flexibility to whether it was going to be Kevin Durant, obviously, is the big swing, or Donovan Mitchell. We knew I think they knew Donovan Mitchell at some point was going to be an option here, too. Yeah, um, they always wanted to – like the whole goal of this offseason was either to make a deal or put themselves in position – best position possible to make a big trade. Um, they never were going to add a big name through for agency. They didn't have cap space. Look, we've talked about many times the class was not, uh, the class is not great. I mean, there weren't any big names that were thought to be leaving um, their team. I guess Jalen Brunson was, was a big one, but you know, he didn't have cap space to make any move like that. So they were always going to try to improve the team, the, the roster through a trade. Um, and, they expect it. I mean, look, you see it. Look, Kevin Durant, right? I mean, he has four years left on his deal. Doesn't mean anything. He can request a trade and, and force his way out. Um, and the Heat kind of know that. I mean, the NBA, it's kind of obvious that that's, you know, the players kind of hold the power. And they were expecting a volatile trade market. And we've already, you know, this is just we're 13 days into the NBA calendar. Yeah. And Kevin Durant has already requested a trade. Kyrie apparently, you know, is obviously available. And now Donovan Mitchell, he hasn't publicly requested a trade, but the Jazz are rebuilding, and they're going to listen to offers. So who's the next one going to be? I'm sure there'll be one or two more uh, in the next few months. So the Heat are in position. That's all you can ask for. They're obviously very interested in Kevin Durant. Um, I think that's pretty, you know, that's pretty clear at this point. Um, Donovan Mitchell, they've always had interest in him as well. Um, and I think, you know, I'm not going to say this offseason's a failure if they don't get one of those two. Right, because they still have a top four, probably a top four roster in the East. But at this point, I think it'd be pretty disappointing for Heat fans if they yeah. don't end up with Donovan Mitchell, Kevin Durant, just because it just seems like they've been 
this offseason has been put on pause and everything has been kind of this all in on getting one of these two guys. Yeah, I, we talked about it a little bit last week when we recorded um, after in our little addendum section after the Caleb Martin move. You know, part of it is there's not a lot of better options out there, right? Like what the one thing the Heat hasn't done, I guess you would say, like maybe is like frustrating people is letting P.J. Tucker go. And I, I think there's a really strong case to be made that P.J. Tucker was not worth that the the three-year deal that the, the 76ers gave them. So it, there is a little bit of like, you know, is there really like a sunk cost here? Like, what are they missing out on because they're waiting out these guys? I mean, you can, you know, we talked about Jay Crowder. Like, could they be trading for Drake, Jay Crowder right now? Or like, are, are there other, there's obviously always ways to improve if you're creative enough and the Heat are creative. But, you know, as we've said a million times, there's nothing. Uh, well, what was, I think the way I put it was like, you get one of those guys, you go from being the second best team in the East to the second best team in the East with the gap a little bit closer. Like you're the heater trying to take these big swings because that is what puts you over the top. Um, it's obviously the first goal is to be competitive every year. And then the, the second goal is, is to you know be the team that everyone's gunning for. And I, I think, you know, if they get Donovan Mitchell, do you think they're the best? Let's say it doesn't, let's say it costs them Tyler hero, right? I think that's what we assume it would be Tyler hero and picks, right? right? If it's they all Duncan and you know a couple maybe a minimum to make the salaries match. Yeah, and then picks. Um, yeah. If they make that trade, do you think they're the best team in the East? Um, I don't think so. I He's, think they're in contention. I think they're still, probably just, yeah. I think Milwaukee or even Boston. I think Boston got a lot better this offseason. Yeah, I like Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon is a really good addition for them, and even Gallinari. I mean. Yeah, they they have more options to play small now, which I think is good for them. And you would expect Tatum and Brown to be even better next year. Um, so I think the Heat are right up there. I think they you could argue that they're the best team in the East, but I think I'd still pick Boston and Milwaukee over Miami. But you know, if you could, I guess the the question is now like, you know, you're not obviously not going to get both Kevin Durant and Donovan Mitchell. So if you're the Heat, like, is your first priority still going all in on Kevin Durant and kind of risking Donovan being traded elsewhere or do you kind of turn your attention because, you know, from everything I've heard, Brooklyn's Brooklyn's asking price for Kevin Durant is incredibly high. And that's why it's been so quiet and yeah. there hasn't been any reported like, you know, close deal, you know, coming close or anything like that. Like they want the world for Kevin Durant. Um, so if you're the heat, do you turn your attention and, and to Donovan Mitchell and try to get that done? So, it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of thread the needle between the two. I would think they're still like all in on Kevin Durant because that's like the big fish here. Um, and maybe Don, the Donovan Mitchell thing waits until the Kevin Durant um, trade happens and that kind of that domino falls. But uh, it, it will be interesting to see how they handle this because, you know, they're in on both guys, um, but they can't get both. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. Um, the, uh, at this point, I kind of expect the Kevin Durant thing to go into the season. I mean, we're a long way, obviously, from the start of the season. A lot can change. But but just the fact that, like you said, there's been nothing since that the, that first day when he requested a trade. Um, you know, there's been no reports about new teams in the mix. Like, you know, just the kind of like the, the trickle that t- tends to come when things start to heat up. There's been none of that. Um, and we're, like you said, two weeks gone from it. Um, the Mitchell one, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting because I think 
I almost think more teams are going to be in on Mitchell, both because of the asking price and I think, you know, that rightly, if you're, like we said, if you're the Pelicans or whatever, there has to be that concern. Like, is Kevin Durant going to be happy here? Is he going to request a trade in a year if we trade for him? Um, whereas Mitchell, I don't think right now has no kind of history of that necessarily. And, and obviously does not have the same kind of leverage that a guy like Kevin Durant does. And, um, you know, he's playing in, in Utah, which is obviously a, a pretty historically successful franchise, but he's not big market hopping so far in his career. So, um, you know, it'll, the, the jazz, and I think there's less there's less reason for them to wait, too. So I wouldn't be surprised if that happens before the, the Durant thing. And, and that poses a, a really big challenge, I think, for the Heat. Um, I don't know. Where do you kind of fall down on that debate? Is it worth just kind of holding out for Because the other thing with Kevin Durant is, especially for the Heat, you know, their hope has to be that basically, no, like, it becomes a two-team race between the Suns and the heat, right? And all of a sudden, like the Nets just don't have a lot of good options and you can get Kevin Durant for uh, less than Kevin Durant is probably worth, right? Um, so it's 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 a tricky balance to strike. Do you, do yeah. you kind of have an opinion of which way you would go? I think, I mean, it's kind of an easy out to this question, but I think it depends on what the heat know, right? Like if they feel like well, yeah. they have a real shot at Kevin Durant, I think you yes, exhaust you have to. all your everything to get try to get that done right and and yeah. and the heat you know the heat i'm sure have a sense of like if they really have a realistic shot at at, at kd um but yeah like i i don't know i mean you're right like the kevin durant sweepstakes could could carry into the season like i would not be shocked um mm-hmm. but at the same time like I think Brooklyn is starting to realize that maybe what they thought they were going to get for Kevin Durant is not what they're going to get. Um, it's He's, you know, how old is he? He's going to be 34, right? 34, had an Achilles injury two years ago. Obviously, he's still a top five player in the NBA. There's no question about that. But, you know, I, I don't know how many teams are going to be willing to give up all their young assets and all their picks yeah. for a guy really that's still – it's in, credit to him because he's still – one of the best players in the NBA, but he's past his prime, right? I think that's fair to say. Yeah, at least on the 34, end of his prime. At least at the back end of his prime. So I think I think the like these last few weeks have been that, like where Brooklyn thought they were gonna get something for Kevin Durant and the offers and the interest just wasn't what they thought it would be. And now it's about kind of finding a deal, right? And and kind of coming to yeah. the coming kind of realizing that maybe you're not going to get the, the big return you thought you were going to get and you're going to have to settle for something else. And like you said, if it, it really depends on K- KD, like we've talked about in past weeks, David, like does he have any appetite to play for any other team other than Phoenix and Miami? Because he has the power. He really is even with four years off on his contract, he still has the power in all of this because he can say, I'm not going to New Orleans. I'm not going to Toronto. And then all of a sudden those teams won't want to trade, won't, right. won't put together a really good package for him. Yeah. I, you know, I think like if a, on July 1st, if the Heat came and offered the like Tyler, basically the package we talked about for Donovan Mitchell, the Tyler Hero centered package, like I kind of think they would have like hung up on that pretty quickly. Still think that might be the case now, but once we get to October 1st and, you know, like you're kind of running, not running out of time because obviously they 
they own his right to use it for four years. They can wait it out for three years before they have to do anything if they, if they really want to spite uh, – what is it? Cut off their nose yeah. to spite their face a little bit. Um, it's, but, just hard, it's just hard you know, to believe just, they would do that, right? Like I yeah, feel like – Especially when they yeah. – you know, they really if, – if, if Kevin Durant isn't going to suit up for them, which I think like is an open question, right? I wouldn't be surprised if he's on the roster at the start of the year and – he plays, and they're still pretty good because they have Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons and, and maybe Kyrie. Um, but if he's not going to play, like, you're in trouble because you don't have any of those picks, and then you just kind of, at some point, if, if he's not going to suit up for you, you know, it's he's screwing himself over, and you could, like, like I said, you cut off your nose to spite your face. You could, if you're just, like, pissed off enough at Kevin Durant and like want to make call kind of call his bluff and wait it out, then you can do that. But uh, it's also going to really slow down the rebuilding process for you, um, which is, um, you know, eventually that's, that's eventually that's where there's going, there's is going for Brooklyn, whether it's by the trade deadline or, you know, barring a miracle, it, it's, it's where it's going for Brooklyn. They're, they're going to rebuild this. This is clearly, not going to work because even if Kyrie, you know, even if they keep this team together for this year um, and everyone's miserable playing together, Kyrie's definitely leaving next year as a free agent. So um, you don't think he'll resign? I I don't think so. Um, (laughs) So, I mean, they, they've somehow assembled, it's kind of incredible that Brooklyn in the last, uh, when, when, so that, when was the trade deadline? March, right? February. February. So in the last five months they have had, on their roster, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and um, Ben Simmons, who are probably like the four like least reliable stars in the league at this point, in terms of yeah, like pl- just just playing games for you. Yeah, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't put like, I wouldn't put KD in that class only because I mean well we haven't seen him sit out injury, yet, I guess. but right. yes. He, yeah. He could come at, he could come out and play this year and and again right. I I think Kevin Durant is wired differently than those three guys where I think I think if a bad if a team he doesn't want to go to trade for him or even if he's on Brooklyn I don't see him sitting out games. I could see him being annoying behind the scenes and passive aggressive and all that stuff. But um you know, it's the chemistry is obviously a big part of things too and that and that's kind of why if I'm a team like New Orleans or Toronto I I'm taking that risk because, again, he claims to be all about basketball, and and if those are good situations for a, a superstar player to go get paired up with a bunch of interesting young guys. Um, and you know, if you have Kevin Durant, you're going to be a title contender basically as long as you're not a disaster everywhere else. Um, the Heat, obviously, I think their best case scenario is that teams don't take that gamble and don't want to take the risk of Kevin Durant showing up and being unhappy. Because the yeah. fewer teams in this sweepstakes, you know, right now they don't have the best. If, if every team put their best offer on the table, the Heat don't have the best one. But if you get down to them in Phoenix, you can make a real strong case for their their package. Would you – I don't know if we talked – we explored this question last week. I, I forgot, David. But would you include – if it took Bam out of bio, would you include Bam out of bio on a trade for Kevin Durant? I know you have to take back Ben yeah. Simmons or Ben Simmons has to go elsewhere. Like, would you – if that's what it took, if that was like the last – the last yeah, card I, that he could play to get Kevin Durant, would you do it? I would, um, because I, I think 
the history uh, is pretty good when you have two of the five best players in the league. And I think that's what the Heat would have with, with Jimmy Butler and Kevin Durant. Um, wow, yeah, you think Jimmy's a top five player? Sorry, did I say top five, top ten. Top ten, two top ten players. Um, I think the... I was going to say, another bold, another bold prediction by you. No, that is, that is... he's. I have him, I think, like nine, I decided on, after the playoffs. Uh, not Eight, nine, ten, in, in that range. But history is, is really... You know, obviously it doesn't work out every time, but like every every team basically that's figured out how to assemble those two guys, two guys like that. Um, and obviously in, in that situation, you probably you like you said, you'd be giving up Bam. So you're probably keeping Hero, I would guess, um, and hopefully banking on him to take another step into that like top 40, top would you do Bam and Would you do Bam and Hero? I don't know. Then you're giving up a lot at that point. Like I don't know. You don't have a whole lot of depth. Yeah. <laughs> like essentially at that point, um, I, I don't know about that. But if it's Bam for 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 Durant, yes, I would do because I think anytime you can assemble a top two like that, you know, you then you're talking like big three Heat or like. Um, the Lake, the LeBron, Anthony Davis Lakers, like there's, there's a lot of history of having two guys like that, um, making you a, a championship team. I mean, you could maybe argue it, that, that it did not happen with Brooklyn, although I would never put Kyrie in the top 10 conversation. And obviously by the time they got James Harden, he was, I don't think a top 10 player anymore either, but, um, although I guess last year. But again, I think they probably won the, won, the, won the championship last year if it wasn't all for, for all those injuries. So, um, but yeah, I, I would do it because I think two top ten guys is is really hard to pass up on. Yeah, and I, I don't know if the Heat if Bam is even on the table. Like yeah, and again, Barry it's, Jackson. You know, it's, Barry it's Jackson like a sentimental thing to it too. Like if you think yeah. Bam is going to be an all time great player for you and play for you for ten years and have his jersey hanging in the rafters oh, and yeah, yeah, stuff. Oh. Yeah, Barry Jackson. I did some reporting yesterday, and from we what we've been told, like there's been no assurances relayed to Bam that he won't be traded. But that doesn't mean he's on the table. I, right. I, I would imagine that the Heat are trying to do both of these deals, like without obviously including Jimmy or Bam. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'd still be surprised if Jimmy or Bam are, are traded. Definitely Jimmy and, and Bam too. I, I'd be I'd still be surprised if Bam is included in, in a deal for Kevin Durant or obviously even. Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, Mitchell, one thing I'm not I to, doing anything more than Tyler Hero. No, no, definitely not. And, and one thing I'll point out about Donovan Mitchell is, like, the thinking is his, the price will be cheaper, right? And I think that's probably true. But when you think about the Jazz God for Rudy Gobert, like, how could they accept anything less for Donovan Mitchell? Right? I mean, Donovan Mitchell is considered a better player, uh, better future. And... The Jazz got four, pretty much four unprotected first-round picks, plus the first, you know, the Timberwolves' first-round pick this year, Walker Kessler, and you know, not like stars, but like good role players, Malik Beasley, yeah. Patrick Beverly, Jared Van- Vanderbilt, who I think started last year. Um, like that's a lot. Like, so how could the how could the Jazz accept anything less than a yeah. package? Yeah, like I mean, that? either like that's that's the other thing with this, right? Is that either of these deals for Kevin Durant or Donovan Mitchell, unless the Nets are able to swing Bam in the deal, like they're going to be the same deal essentially, because both teams are going to basically say, "Give us every draft asset you have." Um, and, and I don't know. I don't think up. I would do that. 
I don't think I would do that for Donovan Mitchell. I, I mean, I, I don't think I would like I I would. I'd hesitate. I'll be tired. Yeah, Donovan I'm not sure. I don't think I would. Flawed player. He's I just, very good. I, He's an all star. He was incredible in the bubble. Right. Um, but I don't know. I mean, he's his defense is really bad. Like <laughs> there, there's some major flaws uh, with him that you just like he in some. Yeah, you know, I know he's obviously he's been compared to Dwayne Wade a lot, but in a lot of ways, he's not a heat guy at all. I don't, I don't feel like. Yeah. And then I think like I think Tyler Hero, like his upside is Donovan Mitchell, right? Like something like that. Yeah, basically. Maybe. Maybe less dynamic, but you know something to that level. Um, so, but Donovan Mitchell's is more aligned with Jimmy's window right now, right? He's more yes. he's ready to do it right now. While Tyler is still he's yeah, twenty two, still growing. Yeah, your Tyler Hero is in right. three years. He's Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, but then but then you so you're giving up that guy that you hope that in two or three years you can be Donovan Mitchell and a bun, and all your draft capital. I, I just I don't know. I I don't know if I'd make that deal. I don't think it's as easy, as clear cut as many as many are making it seem. Yeah, I, I think I would um, because again, Donovan Mitchell's pretty young. Like you, it does give you the ability to set up a Donovan Mitchell. Like I know, like you said, you're giving up a lot of draft capital, but um, you do get, like you said, Donovan fits the current window, and then you get a Donovan Mitchell Bam core to build around uh, for the next ten years potentially. Right? I mean, it never works out that cleanly in the modern NBA, but um, on paper, you, you're both good now and good later. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like, like you said, does he even make you the best team in the East? Probably not. He gets you obviously closer, which is, is yeah. helpful and important. Um, but that's the other thing, like that, that's the, the risk here with like, let's say he just gets traded at the end of July or middle of August before the season starts. Um, and Kevin Durant's still waiting out there. Like, yeah, that, that has to be part of the calculation there is like, is Donovan Mitchell worth what we're going to give up when this exact same package uh, could probably could maybe get us Kevin Durant, even if it's a, you know, even if you know, it's a hundred percent chance you get Donovan Mitchell, then is it worth it? If you think there's a 60% chance you get Kevin Durant by the trade deadline, like it, it's going to be, a, um, you know, it's going to be a lot of feel, I think by the organization, um, and like you said, it's going to come down a lot to what they know and, and what they think they know and what they're confident, how confident they are in the things they think they know. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And, you know, with, with, with Donovan Mitchell, I know like there's a Dwayne Wade connection. Yeah. Uh, but also there's the Danny Ainge connection as well. Yeah. So that'll be interesting as well. I think Greg Monday. Cody wrote about that today, right? Yeah. I haven't read his column yeah. yet, but I saw the headline. Yeah. Like, will Danny Ainge make a deal with Pat Riley? Right, with their history. Yeah. I mean, I would think that Utah's going to do the best possible trade. Yeah, yeah, they have to. Um, but, you know, and and, I, and there's going to be, like, sure pointed out, like, there's there's going to be a sense of urgency from the Heat to get a deal, either deal done, like, now or in the coming weeks, months, because Tyler Hero is, you know, he's eligible for an extension. Mm-hmm. If he's not still on the Heat's roster in October, he's probably going to get it. They have to do it before the start of the regular season, so they have until, like, mid-October to sign, you know, he has until mid-October to sign the extension. And once he signs it, he's basically not able to be traded for the for the next year. Yeah. Um, because of the poison pill um, aspect of the CBA. Like, it makes him, I mean, he can be traded, I guess, technically, but it's basically, it basically makes him untradeable. 
Yeah. Because of the way the poison pill works. So they need to like if Intel Hero is obviously going to be a, the center of any big trade they make. Um, if they're going to try to get Donovan Mitchell or Kevin Durant, it has to be before the season because once Kevin, once Tyler Hero signs that extension, he's pretty much off the table. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, let's uh, close things out with some summer league talk. Anthony, you've been out in Vegas watching uh, some mediocre basketball. Um, what are the biggest takeaways from out there, both maybe on on the basketball court, but I'm sure you're also like you're, you know heat people are around. Just like what, what's yeah. what's what's the buzz out there? What what are the hot um, topics? Well, Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah, is that <laughs> is that like topic. is that the big yeah? Is that like every person you yeah. run into? It's yeah, I feel like, especially if they know that I cover the Heat, like, it always comes down to Kevin Durant. I'm guessing now Donald Mitchell is going to become even more popular. Yeah. Um, but it just it just seems like everyone's just waiting for that big domino to fall. But the sense I get from, like, talking to people, like, around the league is it's probably going to happen for a while, like we've talked about, because yeah, it's such a complicated situation where, like, Brooklyn wants the world, and then Kevin Durant, like, doesn't want to go to a team that's gutted. So and he has some power in this. So I was like, how do you kind of satisfy both parties? It's just it's it's gonna be really really even if, obviously if it's not the even if it's not the Heat, like it's gonna be really interesting to see how it plays out because it is like two parties who want different things and are like have the power to like make that happen, but they're different things. So how do they both get what they want? So I, that whole dynamic I think is really uh, fascinating to me. Um, but as far as Heat summer league. Uh, I mean, obviously Nikola Jovic is a big yeah. top. He, did, he didn't play. He didn't play Tuesday because of a quad injury. Went scoreless in the first game in Vegas and only took one shot. Um, so it's just been, you know, it's been up and down summer league for him. Obviously, like like we've like we've talked about, like he's he's still learning. He's going to be a developmental player. He's had moments. Twenty five point game in in, in San, San Francisco, but you know that it's it's a you could definitely tell, like, he's not ready to be a consistent rotation player this year. Like, I'd be yeah. shocked. Yeah, I mean, if you can't if you can't get buckets in the summer league, which is basically yeah. designed to like get guys buckets, like, yeah, he he's gonna be spending a lot of time, I think, in Sioux Falls this yeah. year, I would guess. Yeah, and also I will say this, like, another big takeaway I have from Heat Summer League is Haywood Highsmith. Like, he uh, yeah, he's not flashy, and he's not like it's not like Max Drews last year where Max Drews had the ball a ton and it was like just creating for himself off the dribble, creating for others, and kind of just led the entire team. And you could tell he was a catalyst for everything. Like, Haywood Highsmith really doesn't have the ball much. 
But he, like, you look up and his stat line is consistently, like, 15 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals, and a block. You know, like, it's just, he's constantly making an impact, and he just looks like an NBA player to me. His build, his skill set, he's kind of, and, and people, you know, I've talked to other guys on the Heat Summer League roster, coaches, and they compare him to P.J. Tucker. I'm not saying he's going to be P.J. Tucker, right. but he does, like, the little things where, like, you don't really notice them, but he's just solid all around. He has a really long wingspan, getting better as a three-point shooter, versatile defensively, sets good screens, can rebound, obviously space the floor. I think he really has a shot. If this is the roster, like, if he don't make a trade, I really think he has a shot at, like, getting, being a big part of the rotation. Not starting, but I think coming off the bench, like, he need fours, and he's probably yeah, well. Uh, even if they do make a trade, he's probably gonna because they're gonna lose guys if they make a trade. So yeah, he's yeah. gonna he's gonna be part of this rotation. And, you know, uh, before free agency opened, if you kind of asked me who the next like he undrafted scrap heap guy to become a real contributor was gonna be, I would have said Yurt, right? I think both of us are big Yurt guys, and I think that you know going into free agency, I thought it was possible they were just gonna kind of let him be the new backup center. Um, obviously, they brought back Deadman, um, and now he. Haywood Highsmith. Uh, I keep wanting to call him like Highwood, like hey, that Haywood is his last name, like he's Brendan Haywood yeah. or something. Um, <laughs> but um, but the combination of the need um, and I think there were flashes over. You know, he was uh, a COVID pickup and looked okay in, in some of those shorthanded games. And, and now what we're seeing in summer league, he is I think certainly the guy who, like you said, he's not Max Struess. Max Cruz is like a flashier player because he's a wing and a, a three-point shooter and, you know, just pops more obviously. Um, but I think he can be the – every year it feels like the Heat find one of these guys at this point, and, and I think he can be the next one. You know, eventually we're going to yeah. probably have a year that comes around and and the guy that the Heat think is going to take that step doesn't. Um, and, you know, who knows, maybe that's what happens this year. But um, I think for now we can assume someone's going to pop from that that, that class of player and and he certainly looks like the guy right now i think yeah for sure and and then two other guys i want to make note of is orlando robinson the center the undrafted center from fresno mm-hmm. state and jamari bouye the undrafted guard in san francisco both got exhibit tens uh from the heat in recent days so that basically means they're going to be in camp most likely and they're going to be able to compete for a two-way deal like i, I know michael Mulder and javante smart right now have the two-way deals for the heat but he can waive them at any point right. and open that spot. Like, there's no con- uh, there's no consequence to waving them and open that spot other than you're making either Javante Smart or Michael Mulder available for other people to sign. But mm-hmm. the Heat can empty that slot whenever. So, um, and they and they'll have more. I mean, they have a few more Exhibit Tens they can hand out. I think a team can have six Exhibit Tens <clears> on this <throat> roster at any point. They've handed out two, um, so there'll probably be more. Uh, you know, you would think Marcus Garrett. Marcus Garrett is another guy who just coming back from wrist surgery was cleared like two weeks ago makes his summer league debut on saturday and was like really impressive obviously we know how good of a defender he is yeah. on ball defense especially um but even like made a three ran some point pretty well um the question with him has always been offense right can he do enough offensively to be an actual nba player but he has a elite skill defensively um so i would think that he's another two-way candidate too he just hasn't signed an exhibit 10 yet so We'll see if that happens in the next few days. Yeah, if they make one of these trades, they're they're gonna need some of these guys to uh, be yeah. available to make the take that long flight back and forth from Sioux Falls to uh to MIA. You gonna make a uh, Sioux Falls trip this year to go see Jovic and, and the boys? 
Maybe. I, I still don't... I, I think Jovic has a chance to play in two falls, obviously, or give him reps, but I wonder, you know, because they, of their thin they, depth, that yeah, power forward... Yeah, and they think there's like, a value if, of him just being around, yeah, practicing, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Like, year seven last year, right? Like, he didn't play right. much other than that stint, you know, when Bam was hurt, but he was still on the team for the most yeah. part. So, I think he... I wouldn't be, like... I would expect at least a little bit, like, for him to go to Sioux Falls and get a few games in, but I Yeah, I think, you don't want him to just sit around all year just yeah. practicing, so... Yeah, yeah, exactly. But no, I, I don't... It, I've always wanted to go to Sioux Falls and kind of speak to people there and kind of see what it's like, and obviously that's a huge part of the Heat's developmental program, but I don't know if it'll be this season. We'll see. Especially if the Heat have Kevin Durant. I don't think they're going to let me leave Sioux Falls. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's true. Um, yeah. Any other uh, summer league topics? I've re- like, I mean, Chet, to me, has, I, I guess there was the one Paolo game. I can't believe they shut down Paolo after one game. Like, Played two, right? He played two, I think. Did he but play yeah. two? Yeah, two I think point. you're right. Too. Yeah. Um, but you, he was he was really impressive to watch. Yeah. Um, He's very good. I gotta say, like, I don't know how all these second year guys are weaseling their way out of summer league this year too. Like, how is Corey Kispert? How did he get out of it? <laughs> like, yeah. just like look at some of these guys who are like pretty mediocre rookies. Like, like that's why the Thunder have been so fun to watch in summer league, not just because of Chet, but because of Giddy. Giddy's like been the best guy out there i think yeah the thunder are fun to watch and i was like watching the pistons and i see isaiah stewart out there like what is isaiah isn't isaiah stewart oh, like, i didn't realize third season? in there yeah he's yeah, like he was... a starting center or whatever i don't know if he started for them but like he's a good player yeah that's that's strange third year former was... first, i don't know if he was a first round pick but he was i'm pretty sure he was he was a year that, that guy that guy pick. fought lebron james he's in summer league i, I don't I, I just league. don't get that like he's he's he was a 16th pick in the 2020 draft. He's like, yeah, they're starting center. I, I was guess shocked. the only the only thing is like you have Jaden Ivey. Do you want to give him a guy to set some screens for him? But like, you can. I, I also think they just like Denny watch. watch yeah, but just from watching Isaiah like in summer league, it seems like they're he's just trying to work on his three point game. Three point shot. He's taking, yeah, he's just taking a bunch of threes. So I wonder if that's one of the reasons <clears> to want to get him some in game reps at that but i just was surprised when i was watching like is that isaiah stewart what is he doing in summer league <laughs> um yeah have you been like watching games like are there is there any have there been any other uh like rookies or anything who have like kind of impressed you i honestly with everything going on i've not watched a ton i mean i've, I've watched paulo and chet yeah. um play and they've obviously been impressive um but other than that i haven't seen too much gotcha um, with everything going on around the heat. Any, who's the most exciting, like, just random sighting you've had? Well, I saw Eric Spolcher and the coaching staff at a sandwich shop. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Tim, Tim Reynolds and I, frequent guests of the podcast, <laughs> with the Associated Press, went to go eat lunch at a local small sandwich shop. We walk in, and Eric Spolcher, like, and almost the entire coaching staff is just sitting right there. And they like were shocked to see us, but it was funny. Well, that was the first day, actually. That's um, funny. I, also, I just go from time to time at the Starbucks uh, across from the University of Miami. Um, so, so if you hang out there enough, you'll you'll run into Spo. You'll run into Spo. Now people are gonna be waiting outside Starbucks waiting. For yeah. Good job, David. Um, I had Jerry West sat in front of me yesterday at the game. Nice. Right in front of me. I was. I wanted to ask him about winning time, but I, just, I chose not to. Have you watched it? I want, I've watched one episode last week. I forgot to tell you. So I'm, I'm oh, making yeah. my I, I still haven't I, finished it, honestly. Yeah, it's very entertaining. Yeah. The, I, the Pat, I, it, uh, Adrian Brody's Pat Riley is pretty great. 
I haven't gotten there yet, obviously. You said it's season. You said it's episode three, right? When Pat is in. I want to say like three or four. Honestly, I never finished it. I kind of like got sidetracked during like the playoffs. But I'm, I'm, yeah. my, I'm, my goal is to finish it in the next like week or so here. So. It's my only problem with it is like, I, it, it is really entertaining, especially <clears throat> just I've only seen one episode, but like I don't know what's real and what's not. Yeah, That's I mean a lot of it issue. is embellished. I kind of want to read. I've never read the book. I'd, I'd love to read the book. Um, that it's based on. Uh, Jeff Perlman book, so maybe 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 after I finish watching the show, it'll be like summer book club. Yeah, let's do it. We can we could uh, discuss it in August while we're reading the book together. Yeah, Just exactly. Like a book club and on the podcast, that'll be good. Yeah. I'm sure people would be riveted <laughs> by that. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm I'm bummed I'm not out summer league. I had a great time out there last year. I was sitting in that that tiny gym, the uh, the auxiliary gym they have there, the Cox yeah. Pavilion, and uh. I think I was mostly been watching Wizards Pistons and I think the Pistons had one of what's the youngest or no Kings it was Kings Alex Anadokounmpo I know was playing for the Kings I, I think they were playing the Wizards but I can't remember for sure um, and the, the Giannis brothers just or the the Anadokounmpo brothers just sat down in front of me um, so it's a it's definitely a scene out in Vegas yeah it's it's an event it's honestly like an more of an event like Floyd Mayweather was. Sitting I saw that. Recently yeah. had a game. Like I saw Dominic and Sue. You just see, I mean, obviously LeBron James. You know, got you through the Lakers games. Tyler Hero, Gabe Vincent, Max Schrus, and Caleb Martin. Udonis Haslam were out here, um, watching games. It's a it's a cool event. It's almost like an NBA convention. Like there's a bunch yeah. of panels going on, a bunch of meeting links for officials and board of governors. It's it's it is about the games, right? About summer league and getting these you know developmental guys. You know, look at them and get and getting scouts out here, but it's also I think um, a league wide almost like catching up, uh, you know, season wrap up kind of like and start of maybe start of the new season as well, like kind of that that bridge uh, between the two um, as you know, and everyone always enjoys going to Vegas, so that that helps us. Well. Right? Yeah, that's you know, if it was the uh, you know, there's there's a uh, Utah Summer League, and there wasn't Orlando Summer League. I guess there's not anymore, right? Um, those, those do not draw nearly as well. So. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> the Vegas of it all yeah. is, is the appeal in a lot of ways. Yeah. And they did a good job. I think it was smart to like make every team participate in Vegas because I think that's added an even like more to it, right? Because before it was you know maybe half the league or maybe 20 teams, but not every team right. went to Vegas. Now that yeah. every team has to go, it's just it's more of a league-wide event. Yeah, and I'll say, like, it's obviously, like, a spectacle, like, in terms of, like, you walk around the casinos and you see people, but the actual, like, venue where the games are is pretty cool, too, where you've got the big main gym. I guess it's UNLV's arena. Yeah. And it's, like, a practice gym. It feels like a high school gym attached on the side. Um, It's like like going to an AAU tournament or whatever, but you might might wind up sitting next to Giannis. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's a really, like, if you're an NBA fan, you should make it out at least once. Like yeah, it's, it's for sure. Really cool. I'm, I'm hoping I'll be back out there next year for it. So, um, all right. I think we can wrap things up there, though. Um, unless you got anything else. Pretty quiet no, we, on the news front. So, um, yeah, I think we'll cover it be, all. You, you'll be back in Miami next week or in a couple of days, I guess, uh, which I'm sure you're glad about. Um, I, I'll be gone next week. I don't know if there's news. You'll, you'll figure it out. Um, but. Uh, thanks, as always, for listening. Uh, you can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang. You can follow me on Twitter at DBWilson2. Um, 
obviously we've got a lot of news we are waiting on between Donovan Mitchell and Kevin Durant. So uh, we will be with you in, in some capacity whenever news happens this summer, as it is sure to do. 